Tiffany, welcome back. Thank you for taking a little extra time to kind of discuss some of these things. I had all these questions written down that I really wanted to ask you and we ran out of time in our other uh, episode. And so I'd love to pick your brain on a few topics. But one is what does it look like practically for you to invest in the lives of others? Give us an example, a story or something. And what does that, what does that look like? So practically, it's going and finding people that Jesus has prepared to receive the gospel. Not that we know who that is, but, you know, it kind of reminds me of when mom asked us to come into the kitchen to help her bake cookies. Really, she's doing all the heavy lifting, you know, and we are just simply mixing the batter. Um, and it, it kind of feels like that when it comes to sharing the gospel and making disciples, it's just, I just have to show up and be faithful and uh, pray for opportunities. Um, when I walk into work, I pray, Lord, give me opportunities to share the gospel, you know, um, give me eyes to see your people um, that you're trying to reach. And so that's what I do is just go, go and find people. So when it comes to my students, um, I'm just always just on the lookout of who might want to grow spiritually, want to know more about Jesus. And thankfully with my job, I get to be around them for quite some time and just build a relationship. Um, another thing that Larry Watkins taught me is that we want to build a relationship that's strong enough to hold the weight of the gospel. You know, we want people to trust us um, because we are engaging with them, investing our time in them. And um, through teaching clinicals, I have um, been able to meet some girls and they joined, they have joined my Monday night Bible studies and we have dinner on Monday nights and we walk through God's word together. And to be honest, most of the time they really overstay their welcome. <laughs> but I just, it just brings me so much life and joy to be able to sit front row and watch God woo and win them to something greater than themselves. And uh, Abby was one of them. Abby was in my Monday night Bible studies. We did that for three years. And not only are we eating together and going through God's word, but um, once a week outside of that, we just hang out. We run errands. She comes with me. She helps me build things clean the house. We go shopping. Um, we just do normal everyday life things or go somewhere fun to eat or make a fun recipe. And so it really is just doing life together. I'm glad you mentioned just the mundane things like running errands. I heard my pastor tell someone this, you know, he's a busy man that um, does a lot of like speaking um, opportunities and then also, you know, is running a church. And so some guy mentioned like, hey, like I'd love to be like discipled by you. And the guy actually brought the idea. He was like, hey, whenever you go get your oil changed, can I come? Hey, whenever you are going to go mow the lawn, can I come? Hey, whenever you're going to do this, hey, just text me. I'll meet you there. And so he just was like, I want to live 
life on you and see how you are walking with God um, that week. And I want to be a part of that. So I just thought that was cool and practical because it's like, oh, yeah, we all go to the grocery store. We all clean our house. We all do mundane activities and we can invite others in those. Yeah, that's so true. It makes me think, I, th- I can't remember if we shared this in the last episode or not, but First Thessalonians 2, 8, we loved you so much that we were delighted to share with you not only the gospel of God, but our lives as well, because you had become so dear to us. Just love that. Tiffany, um, what advice would you have for like a girl who isn't sure where she is with God right now? I mean, she listened to the episode and she's like, you know what? I'm not sure really where I am with God. Um, to this girl, I would say, ask him, pray. Um, he's personal and he is not far from us. He is not absent or aloof in our questions and in our confusion. I would ask God, God, where am I at? What are you trying to teach me? Who am I? What would you have of me? Um, he is so gracious and he is so kind. And I do believe that he would answer those questions for her. Yeah, he's gone through through a lot of things to make sure that um, we can be forgiven. So I bet he'll continue to make that more clear. What would you say to a girl who wants to grow spiritually, but just isn't ready? You know, maybe she's intimidated to help someone else. And you talked about intimidation before as kind of a ploy of the enemy. I mean, he keeps us from doing a lot of things, making us feel overwhelmed or intimidated. But what would you say to a girl who who likes this and wants to be a part, but just in like, I don't know, I don't know where to start or what to do? Yeah. To this girl, I would say you're in the perfect position to start. If you wait until you are quote unquote ready to leave someone, you could be already missing out. Remember that Jesus' power is made perfect in our weaknesses, in our inadequacies. We can tap into that power. This power is the same power that rose Jesus from the dead and it lives inside of us. So I would also say that I'm sorry that the enemy has taught you to fear and to feel like you're not enough. And those things are not true because God loves you. He chose you and he lives inside of you to help you do things you can't do. Mm -hmm. That's good. I think sometimes too, just inviting people to do things kind of like what we've been talking about, but like, hey, would you like to go to church with me? Or, hey, would you like to go to this Bible study with me? And then just take initiative to ask questions afterwards. Mm -hmm. You know, it's like, what did you think? And, you know, and you kind of take little baby steps of leadership, just trying to include her in the ways you're growing. It's like, hey, I'm reading through the book of First Corinthians right now. Would you like to read it with me and we can talk about it? You know, just just simple little steps, you know. And I know for me, I'm not the person that, you know, uh, I've learned to grow in this, but I'm just a delayed processor. And so sometimes, you know, after a Sunday sermon, people are like, what do you think of that? And I'm like, it was good. And I don't really have a lot to say there. But if you will ask me like midday during the week, if someone asks me, hey, um, have you been like thinking about the sermon you listened on Sunday? And I'm like, oh, yeah, let me tell you. Because it's like those shower thoughts come alive when <laughs> I'm right there. That's a that's a great point because we can you can just start by being a good question asker, start with one question. You know, if you're not a natural like extrovert or more of an engaging person, you can just start by asking someone a question and then two and then three, and it could be surface level. And then it might be deep later. 
you just start with asking one person, one question. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's good. One person, one question. Like That's that. really Bite-sized pieces. <laughs> Bite-sized pieces. That's what I need uh, myself. Well, I know a lot of young women that I talk with are like, Kim, I've never had anyone disciple me. I've never had anyone help me grow spiritually. So how, how am I supposed to do this? You know, I mean, what would you say to that girl? That's a great question. You know, I talked about my friend earlier in the podcast. Um, she's actually been praying for someone to disciple her in the workplace. And, you know, we know that God's hand is not short and he provided that. It was just, it's just really cool to see how she was convicted to share her faith and make disciples. And then she started asking God, well, I, w- I want someone to lead me. And he provided that. And so I would tell this girl, pray for it. Ask mm-hmm. God. He'll provide it. Pray for it. Ask God. And, you know, if it's if you haven't heard a clear answer from the Lord or, you know, no one's presented themselves, like feel free to ask some people. And you may have to ask a couple people because someone may not be able to give their time. Like if they're a new mom, they may not be able to disciple their family on top of uh, discipling someone else right now at that stage, but just keep asking. Yeah. I know one time um, when I was in the uh, the thick of motherhood and had three little ones and my quiet time was anything but quiet. It was a very chaotic time. I should have called it chaotic time. Um, but I would invite young women to come and to enjoy family Bible time. (laughs) And, uh, and they would come and the kids would be squirming and crawling and we would, I would try to read the Bible to them. And, uh, you know, it lasted maybe 10 minutes and they were just like, wow, that's the way you have your quiet time now. And I go, yep, that's what a mom's quiet time looks like. But, you know, it's just really powerful, you know, but just inviting people into your mess. And as you're trying to pursue God, um, it can have big impact. Yeah. Well, um, what would you say to a girl who is in a relationship with a guy, but he doesn't really value investing in others maybe like she does? What would you say to her? I want to be sensitive here because I don't know his story, their story, but I would ask her, are you okay dating someone who may not invest in you and your children one day because he's not doing that now? Where's his heart at? What is he investing in? Who is he becoming? We don't wake up one day and desire God's commandments. I would ask her, are you holding on to his potentials? Most of the things that rob us of our joy in Jesus is morally neutral things. And I don't doubt that he's not a good guy. He probably is a good guy and he probably probably is good to her, but he sounds asleep when it comes to the kingdom of God. Well, I can't even add to that. I can't. That was just, that was good. What about the girl who is ready to help someone else? She needs to know that she's a queen because the labors are few and the harvest is plentiful. Give the girl that you are discipling, you're leading, give them the word of God that's sealed with the power of God and teach the text. Disciple them to God, to Christ, help them connect to God in his word, not just you. And, so, and do life with her, make memories. You know, it doesn't have to be this rigid coffee shop thing, but kind of like Jesus, um, his classroom, the events of his everyday life. And so teach a text and do life with her. 
I love that you mentioned too, don't depart from the text. I think that's huge because I don't know, we can just get like so caught up in like me, 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 me. And it's like, we forget, no, God is the one that's transforming us and he's left us with the best guidebook, aka his word. Mm -hmm. And so I love that you mentioned just to go back to that and let that be the thing that disciples. Well, Tiffany, once again, thank you so much just for being with us and for giving us a little bonus information to really help spur us on to be a part of what God is doing in the world. And so I'm really grateful. Yeah, I know. I'm excited to share this little bonus episode with um, some of my friends that are in the workplace and trying to labor because I know it will be an encouragement to them in their ministries. We think you're awesome, Tiff. Thank you so much for being with us. 